This episode of the Good and the Bad and the Geeky podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Audible.com, over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. D4K Studios in Columbus, Ohio. It's the good, the bad, and the geeky. Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 193 of the good, the bad, and the geeky. 193? 193. Wow. We are seven away from the big two zero zero. So you know if you add up the digits in one, nine, and three, you get 13? I did not. What is that? Matter? I have no idea. Well, I, I was <laughs> uh, this is Nick Nush. Well done. Well done indeed. Thank you. Like how that transitions to nothing. Well, for a second, for some reason. For a second, it I was thinking they added up till 10. I don't know why, because there was a 9 in there. If, I don't know. If it was like 1. 1 and 9. 1 8. 163. Uh, 163. There you go. 181. I'm glad that you can do math. 13 is my favorite number, though, so it works. Really? It so. Is. Whenever people are freaking out on Friday the 13th, you are okay. Well, see, this is it's my favorite number because I feel bad for it. I mean, everybody has a favorite number, and but so few people have 13 as their favorite number that I'm like, oh, gee, okay, shucks, before 13. you started feeling pity for uh-huh. 13, what was your other favorite number? I have no idea. It's been so long. It I've really, been loving really 13 for this for a long, long time. Now, are you fucking with me? No, 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 I don't buy into the superstitious you bullcrap. Like a, I know, but like, you're like... You're like Sincerely, I've loved it for such a long time. I really like, you have. can't see his face. I, I know you can't. No, I know. I really have. I it's been a lot. I don't buy into the superstitious bullshit. Fair and enough. And so, no, I, I yeah. Well, you know what? I I'm a firm believer of eight. Eight. Eight is the magic number for me. Mm. Now I know. Now now, if you watch Sesame Street, if you remember, you probably don't. Uh, I'm a firm. I I was pre- preemptive um, because Mitt Romney is going to cancel it anyway. I've already. Uh, I've already preemptively like deleted it from my mind. It makes me. Very I did sad. like an Eternal Sunshine thing. Yeah. Oh, see, that makes me a little sad because there was a. I forgot. It, I remember it, but I forgot about. It. It's one of the things. Like once you see, you're like, I remember that now. But I remember someone showed a clip on YouTube of like, Hey, did you see Sesame Street added like a YouTube channel? This is like a few years ago. And there was a, a thing, and it's like it's like claymation, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, everybody, I'm the king of eight. Uh, eight daughters, mm-hmm. eight castles, eight flags. I'm the king of eight, and I'm here to say." And I, I'm just like, "Oh, I remember this." And so that's like my favorite thing because I, the only thing I could remember that was on Sesame Street was one, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And it keeps going. That was yeah. one of our chants on mar- college marching band when we were marching. But see, okay, we'll see that right there. It transcends. But see. The King of Eight, he didn't get much love after that. The King of Eight had his eight daughters. They got married, each of them, all eight of them. And then he had was left flags, all alone. And he was left all alone in his eight castles with the number eight. Very sad. That is sad. And, and also, no one remembered him until that YouTube channel, until right now. So the King of Eight, lonely no more. But 
Again, I'm Nick Nitro, and with me, because <laughs> we've never introduced ourselves, is, oh. see, this thing, this is a lot nicer, isn't it? It's regard. very yeah, conversational. Yeah. Very conversational. Is uh, Jerome, well, you introduce yourself. I, I set you up for it. I, I took you to the precipice of darkness. Now it's your turn to just let it go. Or just turn around and walk back. Okay, it's Jerome Wetzel. A.K.A. Well, you just, ru- A.K.A. Jimmy. Jimmy. You're just like, you're like, you're like, I'm not going to say it. And you're just like, fuck you, I'm not going to say it. Say my name, bitch. Say my name, bitch. Say my name. I did not smack Nick for the record. No, that was never When the me. court order comes down. Yeah. Let the record show I cannot reach him from where I'm sitting. Uh, your honor, the defense, does he tell you that he hates food stamps? Do you remember Clerks cartoon? Yes. Okay. I do. That was a clerk's reference. I'm sorry. Yes, I, reached, I reached for it. For a second, I thought you were doing Philip J. Fry, and then it transitioned. Well, it, well, it sort of is that way. And I was going to ask you why Philip J. Fry was in my legal proceeding. I don't know. I don't know if I'm something. It, I'm finding a little awkward to sit because I want to face you. And yeah. we sit side by side in the couch, we're not facing you. So I'm kind of like... It's reclining, it's little, sort of like... It's sexual. sort of freaky, yeah. It's it sort look, of like it looks weird. a come-hither... Yeah, it looks like, uh, are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Well, you know. You know. Actually, you need your leg up like that. They, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I got a flash of? Is your dad's balls. <laughs> oh, my dad's balls are not present in the room. Yeah, your dad's balls are not. Thank God for that. And my balls actually, are not actually, 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 right actually, think about it, they technically are because you're here. I'm a small microorganism that once existed Is within his balls. balls. But hey, but thus... A part of his... I mean, getting down to brass tacks, yes, you're not officially part of his ball, but you're, you are a... Yeah. I wonder if there's anything left of that spermazoa within my body. Probably not. I, other than... Well, okay, okay DNA is our Chromosomes. Your I know, but I mean the actual structure. physical... Is, I'm sure it's been replaced, because, like, your but cells you know, replicate... That's so an interesting years. question to ask. It's like, how much of our, of our dad's sperm is still left in us after we, like, you know... And how much of it did my girlfriend in college swallow? You just don't know. That's a good point. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, this is weird, but like, it's turn spit and swallow. That, I just find it, I I just, never mind. We're not going anywhere with that. Why? I don't know, because I felt like I had somewhere important and deep to go, but now I realize I don't. Oh, okay. I just realized there's only two options. Yes. And you're done. Yes. And that's it. Yes. Who is it? You probably can't hear that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can keep doing it. I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh, no, I just I don't know what I thought could go with that. See, I like how I am the one who stopped the conversation. Okay, there you go. Get, get more sexually comfortable. That makes it awkward for everybody. I'm getting less sexually comfortable. I'm, less sexually. I'm getting out of the sexual pose. I appreciate that because yeah. I don't know. It wasn't very comfortable either. I was going to say, like, okay, that's okay. Why is it that people in TV and movies always are, like, lying down on their stomach and doing all this? But I'm like, have you actually done that? It gets really uncomfortable after a while. Like, I see people, like, read books, like, on their stomach, and I try doing that, and I'm like, this I is... I used to when I was young. I'd, like, I was one of those people that I'd change position every few minutes, and I'd read for hours. And I'd be sitting on the couch with my legs up the back of the couch and my head hanging over the couch. No, I've done that. That's cool. That's okay, because you're laying down, sort of. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking about in other weird positions where, like, well, this is why, this is part of my hatred for paperback, is because, you know. Do you prefer the Kindle? N- well, the Kindle's okay. I still prefer a hardcover. 
Because, well, the thing is, when you're doing these word positions, you're trying to hold the book. Anything you do to can free up a hand, mm-hmm. so it's not as uncomfortable with your holding up both hands. Yeah. You, if you can take the, the cover, flip it around, and hold it with just one hand, that's fine. That's cool. Like, you can but hold it warps in one hand. Well, no, you can. But, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder because the paperback, it has to be bound so tight. Mm-hmm. With the book cover, you can flip it open. Mm-hmm. And, with, again, one hand. See, that's why I like hardcover. Mm-hmm. But also, you have to do a little bit more damage to the spine while the paperback just... It doesn't take much to damage. Yeah, yeah. and then I don't like that. And then because I do collect stuff, if I'm going to buy a book, which is rare for me, mm-hmm. I want it to fucking last. I do, too. And that's why my preference would be... <laughs> Buy the hardback and get a free Kindle copy, so I never even have to touch the hardback, leave it on the shelf, and read it on the Kindle. Although, they do not give free Kindle copies when you buy hardbacks, which I think is bullshit. Which is weird, because in movies, they do the... The the free digital download? Yeah. Which, there's always expiration date on that, which annoys me. I feel like once you buy the Blu-ray that's got the digital download, you should automatically the down get... Row? The down row? The down row. Yeah, you yeah. should automatically get to co- keep the digital copy no matter when you download it. But that's not the case. There's almost always... It used to be the expiration date would always be like six months after the movie was released. But now it's usually like three, four, five years. They've upped the expiration dates. Oh. But they do still expire. Okay, because... So well, you must download them before that. I mean, once you download them, you can keep them forever. But you have to download them before so, that day. Well, sort of. Like, if you lose the copy of it... You're then you're screwed. Well, sort of. iTunes has this thing where if you download the copy through them, mm-hmm. you can get it You can get it one more time. <laughs> and that's for anything. You can get it one more time because they're like, look, we understand yeah. stuff happens. You know, like, or say like, say your computer gets stolen. Because right. that's what... When my Mac got stolen, I lost a lot of music. That's why I want everything backed up on the cloud. I'm a firm believer of the cloud. Well, actually... I don't currently have everything backed up, but that's what I think I should do. Well, I, yeah, I'm backing everything up. I have all my Word documents and stuff backed up on the cloud. Yeah. I don't have all my music and photos because it's expensive to buy space on the cloud. And I just yeah. do the free two gigabytes Dropbox gives you but, or whatever. But, well, I have Dropbox and I have iCloud mm-hmm. because I bought MobileMe. And which was nice because when I got my iPhone, which by the way, mm-hmm. uh, I know you're not an Apple user. No. And I know you have a Droid, but I, I know you do read up on it occasionally because I you toyed around with having an iPhone at one point. No, you? I thought you did. You're like that was the only thing you would maybe even think about. No, I finally got an iPod like four or five years ago. Okay, not even that long ago. I well, was, yeah. Like four years ago, maybe? Oh. Well, the whole thing about iPhone 5 is that if you uh, buy it, Verizon especially, is that's their way of... Because they give you the discount, but they take you off the unlimited plan. If you mm. if it's grandfathered in, that's their way of getting you. Mm-hmm. And I understand, business-wise, it's a really... It fucking makes sense. It's a good idea. I mean, I don't like it. Right. But, I mean, I, I like it's a, good, it's a good business idea. The only thing is, I don't know if that holds true with the 4 or the 4S. So, like, I have mm-hmm. a 4, but I need I need a new one because the button on top is broken. Mm-hmm. So, if I upgrade to the 4S and I get it on a two-year contract, does that take me off the unlimited plan? I don't think... I heard it doesn't, but it just... Make sure you get that shit, like, clarified ahead of time. Well, no, 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 I'm going... T-Mobile screwed me over with some shady crap like that. And see, well, see, this is the thing I've learned. If I do get that, I don't, I'm not going to go to Verizon. I'm going to go to Apple. Mm. Because, the, I, I don't know, like, Apple, they're trying to sell me their product. They don't care. They want to sell it. Verizon wants me to do the contract. Right. So, you know, I rather, to me, it's the lesser of two evils. And I also, I, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Because, because here's the thing. Being an iPhone user, I want, an, I want the iPhone 5. But, again, at the same time, I'm like, 
it's nothing special enough to make me want to get it right away. But it has the new connector technology. I can force myself. It, mm-hmm. Why fight the inevitable kind of thing? Yeah. That, that's the only reason why I would get it now. The only problem is that if I bought it, the iPhone 5, to say grandfathered, I would have to pay $800 mm-hmm. for it. Because mm. I'm just buying the yeah, phone, not right, any plan. Right. That's fucking ridiculous. You know what's, what's interesting is yeah. you always accuse me of being a late adapter to new technology sometimes. Sometimes. Like iTunes and things. I'll, I'll wait oh, oh, till. What are you going to say? I'm hypocritical on you. No, no, not you. I'm not going to attack you. Oh. I was going to say Nathan is worse than I am. He does have, like, Apple products and stuff, but they, uh, I don't know if you heard in the news a few weeks ago, that California has now legalized the self-driving automobile. That was part of the big obstacle of why they haven't been on the market yes, yet. Yes, I, lo- I loved our little and, conversation um, on And Nevada's done too, but now that California yes, has it, they're going to start marketing them. Google's supposed to have it on the road in two years. Yeah. Uh, and Nathan just flipped out on Facebook about how he was going to die because computers would kill us. And there was no convincing him that most crashes occur during human error. So even if some computer-driven cars do crash occasionally, the amount of crashes and fatalities is going to go way down you if we brought, you remove brought, the human what, element. What caused uh, him, his car hitting a pregnant woman? <laughs> human error. Human error. Not his human error, but... Well, no, still. Right. If that Mexican pregnant 17-year-old woman... With no insurance, it had a self-driving car. As unlikely as that seems, based on the description of her, sure, it would not have hit Nathan. That's true. So he should love computer cars, and I wish he's listening. And to also, this. And, 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 well, you know, he, he won't. Yeah, he I know, won't. but but the other thing is yeah. too is that planes autopilot. They do. They've had that for years. And I just want to freaking watch a TV show, or read a book while I'm driving. That's like an hour a day commute that I don't get to. Now, I will consume, admit, although that will kill my podcast listening. Well, but here's the thing, though. Because that's when I listen to my I podcast admit, in the car. Uh, I have a fear of heights. Mm-hmm. And I have a fear of... I have a fear of flying. Now, granted, the reason why I haven't flown is because uh, too fat to fly. Not anymore. Not anymore, yes. But, well, actually, I still possibly could be in some ways. Yeah, you'd fit in the seats. Mm, you never know. Um, I still just don't get, go. I still could get into two rides. No, the Southwest, which Southwest, is just don't go to Southwest. Think no, Southwest is fat friendly. That's the thing. Okay, compared to others, mm. they are more fat friendly. But the thing is that if, if it's more of a judgment call of the person, mm. if they don't like you, they think you're too fat. Then they, then you get bumped. So be nice to them and bribe them with cash. Uh, they, they probably you know, see. They probably it's like you're still too fat to fly. Kick you off the oh. whatever. Well, probably it doesn't matter. Point is, is that I've not. Okay, because remember, I, I didn't ride, uh, was it Top Speed Dragster or whatever at Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. So I still might be too big. But, but the point is, I haven't flown in a while because of that, not because of, you know, I'm. but uh, Craig Ferguson said, though, he hated to fly. Matter of fact, like, he almost would have panic attacks. And then Kurt Russell came on the show, because when Kurt Russell tells you to fucking do something, you fucking do it. Obviously. He, well, obviously. But he's just like, you know, you know, what the, you know what your issue really is? You have no control over what's going on. Learn how to take flying lessons. Mm-hmm. And ever since he did that, he... I'd love to take flying lessons. I, I would, I too, a little bit, but that would freak me out too much because I'm not as scared like that, but mm-hmm. my thing is with a car, I have fears of dying in car crashes all the time. Mm. I have dreams. Do you of, think computers would lessen that fear? No, it would increase it. Really? Yeah. Now, flying, different story because I'm already scared anyway. So to me, going on the plane, but I take a car everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I drive. No, no, I mean, I drive. Yeah. That's my. That's our. That's everyone's main source of driving. So, like, I'm in control of it, though. So, if something goes wrong, I can at least go before I die. I go, 
well, I fucked up. Right. But if not, I'm not in control of that at that point. Except for the fact of, but, turn autopilot on, please. But planes rarely crash. That, I mean, no, they're way safer than cars. I understand so that. So that's why I would think this I would be respect, a good thing. No, 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 part of me goes, that's fucking cool. Because then at one point... The flying car has to be fucking somewhere nearby. Uh, well, once the computers are, are driving them, there's no obstacle to them. Because right now, you can't regulate flying cars. Biggest reason oh, not no, to. I, no, I but with our highway system deteriorating and our politicians not willing to put any money into rejuvenating it, you get computer-driven cars, you can easily program them to fly, and you're not having to worry about regulation. The, I mean, they'll set like where the computers are allowed to fly you. And then you're done. You don't have to build roads. You don't have to build floating traffic lights or anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So once they're computer-driven, they're to me, I would think that would remove the obstacle. Well, I agree with that to some point, but the thing is that computers can eventually well make mistakes. Of course. And I understand that. And, but I'm just saying, like, with a car where you can be in control, and again, there is more human error. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what most accents are caused by. And, I, and I get that. America is normally... That's why, I would, like, in the argument about planes... See, this is why, this is why it's ass-backwards. If you're talking about flying, I'm like, human error is what causes these plane crashes. Yeah. Very, or very rarely is it, like, autopilot or anything. Right. But the same sentence, it's like, well, let's put the auto... Part of me is like, cool, I want one in my car, but I don't want to use it Well, you still have to be a licensed driver to sit in a, in a computer-driven car. Well, sure. And it'll be... It'll probably be like autopilot. They probably still won't let you, like, put a video screen up there or anything, like, to watch TV. It'll probably be like... Yes, it's driving itself, but when you get to the destination, you get to take over and land it into the parking space, or, or you know, I like you how still you're still that, going in your mind too. There's the, still going to be that flying. steering wheel. There's I still going to be that uh, parking brake pedal. I mean, you'll no, still right. be able to override the system. And I get that, and I get that. But I'm just saying, the one thing I actually have control over, which is is an actual fear of mine. Right. You know, I don't have dreams. I'm going to die in a plane crash. Now, granted, I'm scared of heights. Like, when I went on Power of Tower, where the fuck that is in Cedar Point, yeah. I was flipping out up until I got to the point and I got calm, and then I realized I'm going to drop really fast, and then I freaked out again. I'm scared of falling from heights. It's not heights themselves oh, that scare me. If I'm safe, oh my God. if I know I'm safe and secure, they don't scare me. Like, I love looking out of a plane window and looking oh, down. Oh, yeah, me too. Love it. Because it's the view. You and I always had a reoccurring dream where, much like hitchhikers, I could fall and forget to hit the ground and then, like, fly just my body. And you'd move like you were swimming, uh, which is one of the concepts in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, you could go up above a house, and that would get rid of my fear of flying because I, or of heights because I have the ability to fly, so I can't fall and die, so therefore, like, I would have control over, I don't know. No, yeah. I would really wish I could fly. Now, see... That would not be my superpower if I... Uh, it, I would it love be, it. I would want to be... That wouldn't be my superpower. But what would be your superpower? No, you only get one. Now, I'm... Oh. Okay, okay, let me rephrase this because this is a little weird. Mm-hmm. You can only get one from a hero. So if one hero has multiple amazing powers, you can be that hero. Like Superman. He has multiple powers. If you want to be Superman, you can, but... Right. I think Superman is just lame because you can do nothing wrong. I mean, you can... Pretty much you... You're not... You're just, you're just too super. Well, I don't know. I'd rather have a wish than a superpower. Okay. What would like a wish, wish from a, a genie or whatever. What would your wish be? I would like... I wish that I could... I My writing attracted more readers and that I made a living doing it. Uh, a, a good living. Yeah, now, now you took it now, back see, to reality. Right. Well, no. I, I would to like reality. to be rich, but I don't want to be handed the money. I want to work for it 
and I want to be doing something I love. Oh, I don't so care. So that's why I would wish to be a best-selling. Like no, no, I'm, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. My wish would be the opposite, which is give me all the money in the world that way I can just buy people. And then see, I don't want to buy people. I, I want to live comfortably. I'd love to design. But my see, I would be living comfortably, and then people would be like. I want to go make a TV show today. Throw some money at it. <laughs> and then because I threw enough money at it, people would watch it. And then they would automatically like it and thus me. My friend Amanda and I were talking about how we should run a network. And then we could not you, only develop our own shows, but then we could pick up any of our favorite shows that get canceled from other networks. You know how long and we, we could bring back canceled for? shows. You know how long we would be in business for? Oh, I know. Well, but I'm saying, really we could do, we could get Joss Whedon to do one more season of Buffy, like, ten years later. We could bring back Firefly. Ooh, we could, he's still doing it. The comics, but if we had unlimited we funds, live action. we could bring okay, back. But here's the thing, though. I don't think Sarah Michelle Gellar would honestly come back. It depends. I I, I really don't, don't think so. No, I really don't think so. I mean, she but would That's just one them. example. There's a no, I know that's one example, but I'm just saying that. I think well, about Angel. Joss always wanted to do another season of Angel. And I think David Boreanaz, well, I know you can't do it, though. The guy who played Lauren passed away. I know, which is sad, but... No, right, but I, I, I think for the, that reason... The way, I mean, he, the way he left at the end of the episode, though, you wouldn't have to have Lauren. Yeah, but he's he, but it's been noted he's been back in the, the, the season six and season seven. Yeah. So it doesn't really match up. Yeah. I'm just saying... No, 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 I, I understand that. It's actually a good, it's a good idea. And Pushing I, Daisies would be saved from cancellation. By the way, is it just me, but the more I see of Mockingbird Lane, the more badass it looks, and the more I, I get... I haven't seen anything of it, but I'm excited. This is a time like this because, listen. I stay away it's from a, previews. Okay. But here's the thing is that they're not making any more than this. Oh, well, you never know. The door's not closed. If the ratings are really good, now, see, this, That's what I was trying to get to, which is yeah. the more little, like, stills or whatever I see of it. Mm-hmm. And there's just publicity photos, like them just hanging around the staircase or just, like, a picture right. of one of them by themselves. It looks badass. It keeps looking better. And I'm just like, I hope NBC is, like, gets their pants pulled down and just fucked hard in the ass because by the ratings, like, they're so good. Right. Because I'm like, I'll be like, fuck you. Now, man, then the show could bomb after that and I'd be okay. <sighs> See, I thought that we'd at least get two hours. I'm so mad they're only wearing one hour. Well, no, because it's just a pilot. Ugh, I know, but I thought, I was hoping... Two hours would mean it would got picked up for two episodes. But some big shows do a two-hour pilot. I know, I know. I know. Lost did a two-hour pilot. Yeah, but that's because J.J. Abrams, and also the weirdness of it was yeah. just... Yeah, oh, the, how is this for fucking... I don't know if it'd be racist or unintentionally bigotful. Uh, my dad's watching Argo today, and he just goes... Argo, hey, fuck yourself. Argo, fuck yourself. That guy, But the guy, he's just like... Uh, he's just like... And by the way, that's a joke if you've seen the movie. You don't get... If you, you're just like, what the fuck happened? Well, go you see, don't the, see movie? the movie. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Right, but I told I'm just seeing on the joke. Yeah, he's on the joke. <laughs> But uh, Dad at one point goes, that guy looks like, those two guys look like Saeed from Lost. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, they all look like Saeed from Lost, Dad. Let's be honest here. Because they're Iranian. Or they're Middle Eastern in, 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 in looks. Gee, like, my, but Dad's like, are you sure are it's not Persian Arab? or Arab? Arab. Arab. Okay. And he sort of looked Arab. Well, Iran's mostly Persian. That's why I was asking. Well, I okay, but you know us white people, <laughs> we can't get shit right. So especially older people. Which I is, love that Jackie Chan in Community. I know. I know, right? <laughs> which is funny. They have a new trailer for like uh, a new commercial for uh, Coke Zero, uh-huh. where they go, uh, uh, "What's the joke? Uh, it's something and." and it's like, mm-hmm. Wong, done. 
good God, son, what is it good, good for? for? Absolutely. War. Yeah, no, but it's... Right. They take the, the the tagline of Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only one calorie and something else. There's zero, zero calories. There's zero, zero. There zero calories and something else. They change the song. But the thing is that it's it's that, that guy, Senior Chang. Ugh, Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong. And he's... Well, and don't, you don't, don't like Ken Jeong? Oh, my God. He's my least favorite part of community, and I don't like him in the hangover. I hate that little, like, vampire character he does. I just don't find you him make, funny. You make me very sad. But he does. He starts singing that mm-hmm. to his girlfriend because he drank a Coke Zero. But Sounds then, so and, but then, but and everyone outside. He's right next to a restaurant. Everyone outside is like mm-hmm. listening to him and like going, "Yeah, what is it good for?" And then inside in the restaurant, people are just looking at him. Is like, and you just see this guy quietly dancing. Looks <laughs> like a retard. But my dad's just like, "I like that guy, a Chinese dude. You know, he used to be a doctor." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Um, Dr. Ken. No, he really did. He used to be a doctor. Oh, I thought that was a character thing he did. No, no, no. That's how he got found out in 40-Year-Old Version. He oh. did stand-up for years when he was in college. Mm-hmm. Became a doctor, but he got tired of being a doctor. Oh. And so he went up one night as a what whim. What is good to have on set when somebody has a heart attack? Actually, yeah. Granted, I think he let his license lapse. But I mean, he doesn't knows. matter. He still knows. But no, he still knows. He still no, knows right. stuff. But Judd Apatow apparently went and saw him that one night. He just goes, man, I'm really not like being a doctor anymore so he just went up to like an open mic night I think I could be wrong on this but I think if I remember correctly reading on GQ or something he went by chance to an open mic night and that was the same night that Judd Apatow was in the theater looking for comedians to put in his movie The 40 Year Old Version while we're talking about comedian real quick or not you should uh, have all of our listeners should go online yes. and look up the video about community October 19th it's yeah. just a state of mind it is a state of mind. But you know what's sad NBC about that? NBC said they'd be back on October 19th. They just didn't say when October 19th would be. Did you hear the this thing that hit about October 20th, what happened, which is uh, Chevy Chase had another tirade. I did. He called, I uh, did well, hear that. Oh, granted, though, I but understand But then he did the apology, and they're back to No, work. he did. But I got to admit, because there are times where I watch the show, I'm like, man, Pierce is getting really bigotry yeah, and ra- he hateful. Um, yeah, he's said in, like, interviews that he regrets doing the show. And- well, that part, well, that's fine in terms of, because I'm sure that was most of it, maybe Dan hate, Dan Harmon hatred and all other stuff, too. But, like, he did say, though, one of the reasons why he keeps coming back to the show is because he really loves the, the cast of kids he's with. Mm. The, all the actors. He's got a very talented and, and, cast to work and, with. And you got to admit, if your character is that bigotry-filled or whatever... Yeah. He the reason what he said was he's like I don't feel like what are you going to have me say next you going to have me call Troy and Shirley niggers like are you going to have me is that I, what he said no yeah because oh, that. You know, that was the thing he was on deadline I heard he, he I thought he was getting frustrated I just heard he got frustrated with the dialogue and he said the n word no but that's why that's what he that's said. what he okay. said he's like you well, you going to have me say next Troy and Shirley are niggers I don't really feel that's right and they were offended by that though well Donald the, Glover and Yvette Nicole the Brown they were a little offended but by the, the way same, he's, by him using that word well yeah but. I can understand, like, if you are have a character like that, uh-huh. and you are getting, I don't know, like, and apparently the way they were doing it, it was a new line they were writing on at the moment, and they were just mm-hmm. handing them, like, new, mm-hmm. which happens on TV shows. I do feel like Chevy Chase is a lot of times wasted on that show, and he's a comedy god, but, like, they could do yes. so much with yeah. him. I, I do agree with that. And I, I do agree with that. And sometimes I like the Pierce plots, but other times they do waste him. Right, and like some of, like in this few bits they do give him, like it, even then that's wasteful. Like he's not, he's old. No offense to Chevy Chase, I hate to tell you, buddy, you're old. So like he knows he's he, old. 
So some of the... But the, he's still the physical, Chevy Chase, and you're not. That is true. But some <laughs> of the physical bits they have him do, yeah, it, it just it feels like they're pandering to him and mm-hmm. not in a good way. Like, I remember one time in the episode, they, they, he wasn't even in the episode barely at all, and then at the end he does, like, a little ice cream bit. And, and it's funny because it's Chevy Chase doing stuff yeah. with ice cream, but you're just like, it feels like they just gave him a bone mm-hmm. or something stupid. Like, I don't know. I... I just saw, I read that today though, and it made me a little sad. I'm like, really? I mean, I don't know. I felt a little bit for him, just a little bit, because he believes in the civil rights movement. Like, he, that was, he got, yeah. I think he got arrested for it at one point during the 70s when mm-hmm. he was in SNL. He was very publicly known for civil rights, equal rights for, for blacks, Chinese, whoever he, whatever. And so, I really don't think he means it from a negative sense, but right. he has been known to do public outbursts before and be a jackass, and no one likes Chevy Chase, so. Anyway, I sorry to bring this wonderful. I like Chevy Chase too. I didn't say like. I said love. Oh, I'm sorry. He has done some awesome movies, awesome sketches on TV. He's also done some bad shit too, Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase absolutely, show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you know, he's Chevy Chase. He deserves man of the house. A stat. He deserves a certain status. Like man of the house, Statue. the guy who did from the makers of from the actor who brought you man of the house with. Uh, uh, what, what, what's the kid's name? J. Jen, no. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. John, yeah, J, JTT. 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 That's what I was trying to go. Oh uh, yeah, comes Chevy Chase's tyrant community. I'm sorry. I, I, I did it, you watch the greatest event in television history like two weeks ago? That was the name of it. The greatest event in television history. You have me intrigued. You miss this? What? Adult Swim did the countdown for like a week on their screen, like frequently, and then they like let up this whole big thing that this was going to be the greatest event in television history. It was a 15-minute segment they aired, just once, it's not a show. Um, And the first like eight minutes of it are behind the scenes, hosted by Paul Rudd, who's directing this short that they're making. And uh, John Hamm and Adam Scott are the stars of it. And they budget was twenty five million, but it's gone way over budget. It's just ridiculous how much they've spent and how many whatever. And John Hamm won't even talk to Adam Scott. And this behind the scenes is just horrible. And then they show you the greatest event in television history, which is a shot by shot remake of the Simon and Simon theme song, starring John Hamm and Adam Scott. And I never watched Simon and Simon, but then I went online and looked at the theme song, and it was a shot by shot remake. That apparently cost $30 million. Not really, but that's what they left you to yeah. Right, and then Paul Rudd quit, because he's like, they told me they were giving me the Parks and Rec guy, and I never saw the show, but I just assumed it was a Ziz. Which is funny, because Paul Rudd was in a bunch of episodes of Parks and Rec last year. But, <laughs> right. I know you don't watch it, but... No, I, I knew he was in it. Right. Uh, it was just really funny. I mean, I love Adam Scott, John Hamm, Paul Rudd. Man, I wish I was... Well, you know what, this brings into my neck, because I mentioned this to you. But if you, you know Jimmy writes like million articles a, a week because you're a god. <laughs> roughly a million a week. A I'm, a, I'm a about a million a week. Some yeah. weeks I only get 900,000. Right. Now see, I, I, like, I, I thought I was really proud of myself because you, 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 you had some of the pilots and I, I borrowed them early so I could watch them. I wrote reviews on it. Mm-hmm. I was pounding articles away and I thought, man, this is good. I'm actually ahead. I'm going to keep this up. Yeah. And then the more I watched the shows... Uh, the new shows I'm like I have nothing to say about this that I haven't said already like I, I watched Partners for two more weeks and I'm like I have nothing more to say about this besides it's shit Vegas I have not, now Vegas I still feel iffy on but even shows that have returned back I, I've watched like I really don't ha- I have nothing of value to say to review there's them. some new good ones I mean well 
Yeah, American Horror see. Story Asylum. Well, that's last week was awesome. I know you don't have to watch the first season to watch that. Not at all. They're completely different I stories, that, characters, I, everything. I I have no want to watch anything Ryan Murphy does. I think I'm very so established good. that he. Yeah, I know you think I've said that, but it's really good. Oh. And how are you not watching the new Normal? That's the best new sitcom this fall. I disagree. I still think it's go on. Matter of fact, no. The new Normal. I'm sorry. New Normal doesn't make me laugh. Oh, new Normal's great. New, new Normal has go on's probably funny. second for me of best new sitcoms. But also, the theme song makes no fucking sense. No, the theme song does not make sense. Like out of all the things, like but okay, then how many shows? Beyond that, it, it's it is smartly written, and that's good. But it's not funny to me. Like it's funny, I, I, I get it's that they're the heart. Mm, see, it has two all heart, no their laughs. Like I get their what laughs. they're laughs. Usually out of Ellen Barkin's mouth. Uh, yeah, but that that's now stale to me because I love because they, they they know they that Ellen Barkin's their wild card and mm-hmm. they can say whatever they want with her. So, mm-hmm. they, so now it's like Sheldon. It's but they, to a they big don't bank abuse break. it. Like, they did an episode where they had a dinner party. No, I saw that. Right. Like, and it, it was good. And they actually well made her episode. come across as she seemed reasonable and you know, she wasn't a bigot. No, right. And, and see, that's what I'm saying. It is well written in that regard, but I didn't find barely any of that funny. Huh. Like, the idea of it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, if you explain it to me without telling me it was a show idea, like, yeah. this is an idea I had for, for a story. I'm like, oh, that's sort of funny. But then the I, and the acting is is really good too. Mm. But I just don't really find any of it funny anymore. Mm. I, it's just like, oh, guess what? Ellen Barkin comes in, challenges something, and makes them, and then and then they challenge her, and everyone challenges. But they still love each other at the end because they're a family. And I'm just like, oh. I love that show. I think I am just so desaturated, desaturized from television in general that like. Because even go on, desensitized, whatever. Do I say what did I say? Desaturized. 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 Was that was that something you saw on a May May? It is, actually. Yes. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast from like five or six weeks ago, and I heard you say May May. I'm, wa- and I'm, I'm like, waiting for it this entire time. I, I, for I've been thinking about it for like two weeks or three weeks. I'm like, how did, what, I, I'm just curious. Where, what led you to believe it was pronounced May May? Because someone else pronounced it like that to me. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. So this, this actually goes deeper than just you. This is a whole conspiracy. Well, because first I thought, is it Mame, is it Mimi or Mame? It's me. Someone says, "See that? See that makes no sense to me." Meme, yeah. Meme. I don't like that. I, no sir. Quote Mister Horse. No sir. Why don't you like, like that. that? It doesn't sound right to me. Meme. Yeah. Why? Mame or Mimi sounds way better. Now I know it's wrong. I don't care. You okay. know, I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna keep living in Nick world. Denial. <laughs> Denial has served me well with some things for mm-hmm. a long time. And that's one of them. Like orgasm, female orgasm is a myth. That has served me well for a long time. <laughs> but uh, I can tell you, sir, it is no myth. Oh, I, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I recently discovered that it, it is a myth. Not <laughs> myth busted. By the way, did you watch the Mythbusters? Not with, yet. It's on my TV. Oh my god! So, I love the Mythbusters. Oh, so well, did you? Uh, oh man! Do you uh, mind if I spoil it for you? Go for it. I'm going to still watch it either way. It's proven wrong. What's proven wrong? It's proven wrong that Jack could have survived. Really? He could have survived. Like, and all you know what the best part is? Yeah. Because everybody that, always says they could fit on the yeah. door. Well, here's the thing, though. You have to do something to make it work. But you could have done it. Because it is sort of true that there's a better chance that they might fall off. That he might fall off. Right. But if they would have taken one of the life vests, put it underneath the... Mm-hmm. The board, right? They would have been perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know what James Cameron's response is? 
What? Did you watch the South Park with James Cameron? But you, but you can't do that. Sorry. And you're like, why? He's like, because it says in the script he has to die. Yeah. And they're just like... That's perfect. That, no, no, right. Because, I mean, the rest of it, though, yeah. they do other stuff, too, but it's really cool. And the, the cooler part, though, is that if you go to the website, because I missed the episode. I went online and watched, like, the pieces of it together. Okay. I, so I didn't watch the full of it. But they, they had a lot of behind the scenes of, like, the first memes with Adam and Steve mm-hmm. and James Cameron and his production team where they go... Adam and Steve. Or, or Adam and... Jamie. Uh, Jamie, sorry. <laughs> Lord. Not Adam and Eve, it's Adam and Steve. Adam and, Adam and Steve. <laughs> Adam and Jamie, but like, it, of course, Jamie doesn't say fuck anything. But yeah. Adam, but no, but it's really like it's a really nice thing. It's, I love you know, that that's James Cameron's reasoning, though. That is perfect. Well, you can tell, but the thing is, that was the thing is that you can tell, like, it, yeah. that was what he wanted to say in case he was wrong. Right? Was it doesn't matter? Is in the script he has right. to die because if not, then the movie sucks. And he's right. just like, because it was all for nothing. And you're just like, okay, sorry, James. No, you're wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, what were you, what, what was the South the Park? South Park. Park. South Park's been back for a few weeks now. Yeah. And they did this, um, I can't remember, oh, God, I'm trying to remember what the A plot of the episode was, but the B plot, it was Honey Boo Boo. It was something A plot. But the B plot was completely separate. The South Park kids didn't interact with it at all. But James Cameron went into his sub, and he was going to go raise the bar, because James Cameron raises the bar. And his whole crew is so dismissive of him, and there's even a James Cameron theme song, James Cameron, James Cameron, and I can't remember how it goes, but it's fantastic. And he goes down this with his sub, and he goes lower and lower the ocean, lower than anyone's been before, and he's got this whole James Cameron attitude, and everybody on the sub, on the ship above is like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he finds the bar, and goddammit, he raises it. <laughs> It is hilarious. Oh, yeah, you is, need to look up that episode. Actually, isn't at the end of it because that's when all the crew actually starts singing to him. Yeah, like, they, get actually, they get excited. Well, the theme song's it. in the episode a couple times, but yeah, they, they get excited when they see him come up with the bar. Man, what was it last year or during the last the, the last half of the last se- the last season or the first part of this season? Uh-huh. Was the whole jacking in San Diego? Now, see, I didn't care I, for that. I see. I I first the first time I saw him, I'm like, what the fuck. And then I realized it's about the the one guy who actually did the whole thing. Yeah, and he was con- the video. Yeah. yeah, and then but they kept coming the back. Thing. Yeah, coming thing. But they kept calling back to it. Yeah, and I think is I like the song. Yeah, even though it made no sense to me the first time I watched it. Like, uh, is, yeah, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, wow, jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, how? Yeah, I. But now I just yeah, I li- I do like their songs, but I saw that. And I thought they. Have, I, th- I thought the raising the bar thing was pretty funny. Oh, it it was amazing. It was one of the funniest things they've done. So, uh, what are your? Uh, did you? So you saw the most recent episode of Walking Dead? Of course, the premiere. Yeah. What uh, did you think? So much zombie killing. I know, right? And did you like the whole video game like response of uh, of like, look, there's zombies in in riot gear. Oh, oh hang on. His name is James, James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. Just had to play that because no, yeah, yeah. That's um, no. I loved Walking Dead. I always love Walking Dead. Well, but but you read that you recently read the books. Right? I am up to issue ninety six. I've read Compendium one and two, oh, man. which is. Weird, man. We're gonna cry. 
Uh, well, don't I, tell me. Because I'm, I'm not going to wait for another compendium because they come out like every couple just of gonna years. Buy the I'm going to buy the, yeah, once they get like eight issues in a book or whatever. That's what I'm buying. I've already pre ordered so the one that's coming me out. This. Mm-hmm. I think because I figure it's true. Herschel is now sort of the new Dale. Yeah, in the comics, Dale's the one who gets his leg chopped off to save the infection from spreading. Right. But they already killed Dale off in the show. So Herschel kind of fell into that role. Which is good because Herschel, or because Dale lasts a little bit longer. Well, in the comics, and this is a spoiler alert if you haven't read the comics, yeah. the comics are completely different from the show. People die in different places, different things happen. So this doesn't mean this is what's happened in the show. But in the comics, Herschel died when the prison fell to the governor at the big attack uh, on their way out. But Dale survived that, and Dale ended up dying... Later, he, he had like a human attack, didn't he? Well, he or it's left. He was eaten alive first, but then he was still alive after that. They like ate his legs, the leg that was still there, and they the cannibals the ate them. They don't say it's cannibals, but they kept him alive. Um, but then he ended up dying anyway. Well, yeah, so, blood loss and all that. Yeah, right. Uh, shock. I, I can't. I think he might have got bit by a zombie. Oh, he did. End up I think he did end up getting bit. I mean, he had no legs. Um, he has no legs from the table. But they do a Andrea Dale love story that's yeah. in the um, comics that's, uh, I don't know, where I ended issue 96, they were going for an Andrea Rick love story, which I think would be interesting. Yeah, which... Uh, I'm kind of, although some of the rumors are with the show that they might try a Michonne Andrea love story. Which that... Because they don't have Michonne's love interests from the books. I mean, she was with Tyrese... For a while. T-Dog. Uh, no, Tyrese is not T-Dog. They're two completely different characters. T-Dog's not in the comics. Oh, yeah. And Tyrese is a completely different character than what T-Dog is. Doesn't he, doesn't he die when the prison falls too? Tyrese, yeah, he dies during that big battle. And then they, then she got with, um, oh, the guy from the pilot, the black guy. What's his name? He had the son. They find, they find him again? They, uh, yeah, in the... Comic books in Compendium 2, Rick and this other guy he meets up with go back to the sheriff's office to get guns, and they stop by the house, and the son's a zombie. But the father's been keeping him and killing people and feeding him to them, and they take the father with them anyway, and the father says he's going to... They're like, we understand the situation, so just put the zombie down and we'll go. And the father goes in and says he puts the zombie down and you hear the gunshot. But then in the comic panels, you see the little boy zombie run out the back door. So he but then, no, 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 he, he just shot in the air, the wall, and then he went back with them. And he trying to remember if he died yet or not. Uh, I don't remember if he died when the the um, village was attacked or not. So when? How did Rick lose? Because they're in a village here. How did Rick, uh, lose? Rick lose his hand from the governor? Oh, he did lose it from the governor. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going that way because in the comic books, Michonne arrives at the prison first and takes up with the prison crowd, and then Michonne, Andrea, and Glenn go to find Woodbury, and they're the ones that are captured for a long time. And the governor cuts off Rick's hand and rapes Michonne a whole bunch of times. Really brutal. It gets really brutal. Now, see, here's here's what I think is going to happen. I'm going to call it. Okay. Okay. The governor doesn't have a hand, right? Well, the governor still has two hands. What happens is after they escape and they go back, Rick ends up cutting off the governor's hand in retaliation. Oh. And then they beat up the governor and they leave him for dead because they think that they've beaten him enough and cut him enough and whatever, that he's dead. But then he raises one more attack on them. And then he does die in the final prison battle. Okay. Because here's what I, here's what I think would happen Okay, with that is that 
The governor is a means to the end of setting up Merle as the actual governor. See, some people have said that, and it could be and with I know the they hand said, and the, you know. No, that's why I'm saying that. Like, the governor is still going to be a character, and I think he's, I think he's still going to... You gonna, just think the badass that attacks them and ends up being the rapist and the brutal killer will, will be, be Merle will, instead will of the Merle. governor. Or he'll be the one that will be almost kind of like Jafar in Aladdin, which is he's there... And you know he's the he is the bad one, or he's like whispering in the ear uh-huh. uh, of the governor to tell him to do this stuff. And the governor does it. This still doesn't make right. him a good guy, but like because yeah, Merle's not in the comics, so this is a no, new no, character. no, correct, right. correct. Hey, Daryl wasn't either, is he? Not yet. Uh, they said he's going to be, but as of issue ninety six, which as far as I've read, he's not. Issue hundred, he's not there yet. <laughs> okay, but um, but no, right? But that's what I think is going to happen. Where it's going to be the weird thing, which is. Governor's still a bad dude, mm-hmm. but I think Merle is going to be the, the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. they still might have, or he's going to help the governor become the, who the governor is, not just Rick. I'm talking about in terms of, like, behind the scenes, because I just don't think, because they said his character, some of the clothes I've seen, yeah, he, they show him doing badass stuff, but I'm just like, we, I, it doesn't look like badass. Like they, they, they're, mm-hmm. shoot, they're advertising it like he's a bad guy, because like, that's what he yeah. is in the comic book. But I'm just like... What if they're, you know, it's a sleight of hand kind of thing, you know? I, well, my question's pacing, too. Because the first season, the six episodes, they didn't have much time to work with. And they only did a few issues of the comic. And then Herschel's Farm only takes them into the teens, maybe issue 20 at the most. And then the governor in the prison is like 30 issues or 40 issues. It's a huge story. But I feel like they're going to boil it into one season. Like, move a lot faster through the comics. Yeah. Um, and then... Make, like, this season, the governor. Like, they'll get to the showdown with the governor by episode 8, the first showdown. And then the big thing where they lose the prison would be the season this. finale in the winter. Yeah. Episode 16 or whatever. Right. That's kind of what I feel. I feel like they're going to get through the governor in one season, even though based on the comic books, if they were still going at the same pace through the comic books, he would last two or three or four seasons. No, right. And... Uh, or, you know, they might actually end it with them escaping the prison. They could still do it that way. In the next season, I hope that they are going to keep that uh, iconic moment where Lori and the baby get shot down and murdered. Though, I mean, it's sad and it sucks, yeah. but it's such a powerful way to end. Now, things. was Rick act, was it Rick acting like a dick to Lori, like he was? And now, granted, they they, you they don't get into the interpersonal relationships nearly as much in the comics. It's more about the action, yeah, um, because it's just Comfort. not the right medium. For that, I mean, I, you can't. Not saying you can't do a thoughtful comic book. Absolutely, you can. But the way The Walking Dead structured is not. It doesn't get as deep, nearly as deep as the show. Now, have you seen? I, I, I've had to have shown you it before, but have you seen the comic book made opening titles of The Walking Dead? I have not. I'll have to. We'll have to pull it up on YouTube. Okay. But a fan took stuff from the back when mm-hmm. Frank Darabont was announced he was doing it and all this other stuff. A fan made it. As a matter of fact, Damon Lindenloff of Lost is like, this is why it's awesome to be in today's society. Right. Because a fan made this. You know what? He's probably getting hired by someone in Hollywood right now. Probably. And I think he did. I think but you like, told me that story. But, it, but yeah. it's, it is actually pretty cool. And the thing is, is that I like it way more than I like the... Uh, I like the theme song a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's, a, it's a okay. huge fan of the theme song. It's okay as actual score, mm-hmm. but in terms of as the actual theme of the, dun, 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 yeah. dun, it is ominous and it does build into the whole. Like if they're going to build up into like a scene, I do like that because where uh, for those who don't know, The Walking Dead usually they have was it the smash cut 
mm-hmm. the opening, uh, the intro of the, of the episode, had air conditioning, oh. heated, the, the intro has like ours. like in the, Latin, the pilot, uh, the pilot, the season three opener. They break into the house, right? And then was it Rick? Uh, they, they escape into the car, and as they're pulling away, it comes to a tense moment, like the zombies might get them. Mm-hmm. Where they cut it really close, and as they're driving off, they start hear the. That's really cool. It is. But then the actual opening titles, it just feels too ominous. Yeah. Or whatever. Now, granted, the song probably might not, it might feel a little bit too maybe tongue in cheek, but they play a song by the Eels Mm -hmm. called uh, uh, Fresh Blood. Okay. Um, But, like, it, it, I don't know. It just, it, to me, it still feels like it would be a cool thing to see, but it might not happen. But I just thought that was pretty cool because you actually have the ominouses. Yeah, you should borrow them the and read them. They're amazing. Do you have the omnibus or the c- compendium? The compendium. Compendium, yeah. Those are more than the omnibus. The omnibus... They're like $80 or $90, 100 No, I, I don't know how many issues are in the omnibus, but it's less than what's in the compendium. The compendium oh, is, is 48 issues. Oh, wow. So yeah. they've just released the second one. That's 96 issues in two volumes. That's pretty good. It's huge. I mean, it's amazing. I, I read the first one beginning of summer, I want to say. Yeah. And that's, I waited for the second one because I'm like, eh, it's so close. By the time I'd spend all those money buying the, like, eight issue books, you know, yeah. it was just too much money. Um, but I did pre-order. I think the next eight issue one that's, like, 97 through 104 is coming out, like, December. So it's still a wait. I've also read the um, prequel, Rise of the Governor, and I'm starting to read the second prequel, oh, uh, Road to the Show. Or is that for the show? Or the no, comics? it's for the comics. Oh, it is for the comics. It is for the comics. But isn't it like an actual book, though? It's a novel, yes. It's a 300-page oh, novel, no okay. pictures. I thought, it was for, I thought that was for the TV show. No. That's interesting. Although I've heard rumors that the TV show might do it as like a TV movie special. I've heard that, too. Which I kind of hope they do. Uh, the book's not particularly well-written, and I think... The reason it bothers me is it's set in a weird tense. Um, it's set in a different tense than most books are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just feels off the whole time I was reading it. And the first book was pretty predictable, but it was interesting to see how the guy became the governor. And The Road to Woodbury, I'm about 50 pages in of the 300. And so far we haven't seen the governor in those characters because the governor's in Woodbury at the end of the first book. And I was like, well, where are the other two books going to be? Because it was supposed to be three books the next three falls. Um, and this Road to Woodbury is different characters starting right after the outbreak. And I think it's going to take them to Woodbury. Now, I don't know if they're going to like get there at the end of the book or if they'll be middle of the book. Um, but it, I, I mean, it, it's just another medium that's interesting to see. Okay. Well, speaking of, of properties that are in different mediums, let's talk about... Something that's been bothering me. It's sort of, sort of not, but we'll talk. Well, in terms of, uh, uh, matter of fact, you could, you know what? We could do a switch. I, I can borrow your Walking Dead. You can borrow my TMNT books. Okay. I, I think have, I've read the early ones from you. Well, but, uh, but I mean, these are nice, like, like hardcover. Like, okay. They're, they're $30 on Amazon, but like, they should be like $49.99, 50 bucks. They, they're like coffee table, like mm-hmm. nice books. Yes, the TV. These compendiums like are fifty, sixty on cover, but you can get them Amazon for like thirty, 30 bucks. twenty-five. Yeah, I almost bought them. Do you watch them on today. sale? Yeah, but uh, uh, it's the Ultimate Collection and uh, of TMT volumes one through three. And what's really cool? Oh, cool! Thank you. Sure, the first one's in the basement. I'll pull it later. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, but the first one uh, or the first three books are really cool because. But they pretty much have all the stuff that's considered canon. Okay. Because the problem, is, and this is the funny thing, is too, is that. 
I read an interview for yes, I'm talking about Ninja Turtles, which is not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. I wasn't gonna go there. That's the old version. Sort of. It's a new new theme song. They say that at the end. Yeah. Okay. They don't say Heroes in a half shell. They go Turtle Power. Right. They don't say Heroes in a half. Well, that's okay. Okay. Um, well, I'll you know the theme song's okay. I don't like it though. Um, no. The original, but it's nice that it gives a little homage. The new one gives a little homage to the original. No, it really does. As a matter of fact, the the, the pose they make in the theme song is mm-hmm. the original first cover. So okay, we'll get to that in a second because we'll that's get to turtles in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we'll get to the new show in a second. Okay. But um, I bought the Ultimate Collection, mm-hmm. and what's really but what's really neat about this, and this is this is crazy, is that I can understand why Peter Laird sold the turtles which yeah, is yeah. I can a little bit and Kevin Eastman because at one point Kevin Eastman even though he owned the rights he walked away completely from mm-hmm. it and this is around the 90s and he mm-hmm. did an interview he they, they, they you know how magazines in the 90s there's some of them are still catching up with the digital age mm-hmm. they're taking old interviews and transcribing it to, to, for digital print mm-hmm. or digital blogs or right. whatever they took an old interview of Kevin Eastman and he did around that time and he said literally not only did, did Kevin and Peter start to not like working with each other, but almost their entire day was in meetings with lawyers. So at 8 a.m., they would come into Mirage Studios. From 8 to maybe 9.30, they'd do toy meetings. 9.30 to 10, or for the next half hour after that, it would be for, well, what are we doing for the comic? Licensing stuff. And after that, the rest of the day is all lawyers. For... Because the, the property was getting so huge, it's that going overseas. Suck. Right. For about 15 years, they did that. Ugh. And they said one guy said that who drew a picture of George Washington in a space suit, that, that, that because of that drawing is what inspired the Ninja Turtles. That's how crazy. That, that, right. Yeah. And the more you read about that, you're like, Jesus Christ. So literally every waking day was fighting people over the Turtles, doing this to the Turtles. And then when the Turtles fandom died down, Peter Laird was still holding all the pieces going... Matter of fact, his blog is really neat. If you would ever watch the new T- T- 2K3 series, which you, you, you might do here eventually, eventually when you have time. Because um, <laughs> I constantly throw shit at you and every and the cool. networks do too. So, But uh, he was so involved with it. Like He has a turtle blog where literally almost every entry he posts every day are notes, which is Donatello would never say that. Really, that's really cheesy. Why would you have the character say stuff like that? Like, I mean, he's protective of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he made a point, which is Kevin Eastman was like, you know how many things we've drawn? Uh, that weren't turtles. I've maybe drawn four things that have been published that are not turtles. Ask Peter the same thing. Mm-hmm. Peter's never drawn anything that's not been turtles that's been published. That's that's insane. When you're an artist, that's yeah. like you as a writer. That's like Joss Whedon never writing anything else but Buffy. Buffy. Yeah. Even though he's directed, he right. does speaking engagements, and he says, "Well, maybe you should do that," but he never gets a story credit. It's he only gets credit for Buffy. Right? Imagine that for years. Oh, that's like that's like an actor's nightmare. Even though you maybe like help me with a story, and I even right. say, "Jimmy helped me with it," but officially, it's not a story credit for you. It's right. only an actor's nightmare. At one point, he was like. Oh my yeah, fucking god! Yeah, I don't god. plan on Actress Nightmare being my only book I No, 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 no. True, right? But I'm just saying, like, what that's if what that? What if it blows up beyond huge? I mean, like The Walking Dead or The Turtles, and that's the oh, only that'd be thing. So awesome. no, that would be awesome. But at one point, you'd be just like, oh my god, I'm never like like that would be a little frustrating to the point where you would not want to deal with the property anymore. It depends how you do it. Okay, that's true, but like especially. But I'm just saying. So yeah. I find that interesting. But during that though, they started hiring their friends and other artists to pick up the slack. So you'd have, after I think like issues 14 or 15, random weird stories that have nothing to do with what they actually set up. It's just the artist's interpretation of the turtles. 
Well, then they would come back and do a canon story, and then they would do, like, weird shit, canon story, weird, canon, canon, maybe canon. Yeah, so the Ultimate Collection is stories that are considered canonical. But without all the weird stuff. Without all the weird stuff. And then, to pick up the slack, instead of doing them in nice books, too, they redo them in color, these weird issues, and they call them TMT Classics Volume 1, Volume... Which, that pisses me off, because why... So just the weird issues, or publish just the classics? Sort of. Like... The stories that are still considered... That, that's the thing I'm not sure yet, but I think stories that aren't actually hey, you know, touched by Peter Laird or Kevin Eastman, they're not putting them in this Ultimate Collection. And it makes me a little sad, because Volume 2, Volume 4, like, what are they going to do with those? But my, I'm getting to this, which is is that uh, uh, there's also the new comic book series out right now, mm. which they're doing... They're trying to do the best of both worlds, which is there's the comic book. They even have the logo from the comic book. But it is nothing fucking like the comic book itself. Besides that there's Turtles, there's Splinter, Shredder, Casey, and April. And guess what they have on Nickelodeon now? This is my point for this. Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been watching a few. I watched everything that's aired so far. You, yeah, matter of fact, I missed an episode. I don't even know how I missed it, but I missed an episode. But you watched it today. I watched it today, so I got caught up. What are you? Because I've obviously I'm, I have obviously so much to say. It's very sad. <laughs> so what 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 do you thought think about it? Uh, I'm ready to stop watching. Yeah. I, I watched it just because I knew you would want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And the more I watch it, the less desire I have to watch any more of it. Now, with that said, though, they do some things right. They do. There like are the vocal some cool cast badass moments. The is, vocal cast I have no complaints about. Which And the vocal cast for a kid's show like that is Jason Biggs, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. the Pie Fucker. Sean Astin. Sean Astin, the Fat Hobbit. Uh, the original Raphael from the cartoon show, Donna, who's Donatello. Ra- uh, Rob Paulson, Pinky from Pinky the Brain. Right. Rob Paulson. And they, they got May the guy, Whitman. May Whitman as April O'Neil. And, but then, yeah, it's just... It's just not good. I mean, there are good moments around piles of shit. It really is. Like... Especially the, hate how they're mishandling Mikey. I, yeah. Michelangelo... Now, see, the thing is, is that Michelangelo is always a sore spot for some people. Because in the comic books, he didn't really become wisecracking. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that... Well, that was one of the things that, that Kevin Eastman was like... That was actually the only good thing about giving it to different people was that... Those people shaped the personalities more than we did. Mm-hmm. Because really, the only personalities we really shaped was maybe Leonardo, Raphael, and Splinter and Shredder. After that, you know, we knew Donatello was brainy, but we didn't see him be that brainy. We, or we just saw him quietly be brainy. He didn't interact with the other turtles. Michelangelo read comic books, so that means he just was goofy. But we didn't show that right. And so in some instances, they got it well. But the first movie and the 2K3 series, I think, got Michelangelo down really well. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's all about timing of the character. And also, in some instances, I would also say animation. Like, if you would do the same light readings on that character, where it's over-hyper, but the animation, you tone it down, I think Michelangelo would be way more... Maybe. You think the anime, animation's ruining him? I think a little bit, yeah. It's I think it's not helping, for it's sure. Not, no, because even some of the other characters, like Donatello's line readings, you uh, even Raphael... There are some lines where they like over dramatize Raphael, like to the point where it looks too cartoony. Mm-hmm. Now, again, for those, yes, we know that this really is not R for us. Like, but no, this is Nickelodeon. This is Nickelodeon. This is for kids. But but here's the thing that gets me on this with is that the 2K3 series was for kids, and but like matter of fact, I got th- I got two people at work who's b- borrowed season one, and every single time they're like, you know, the first few episodes was really good, and then they started doing standalones, but the shirt kept popping up, and then it kept 
kept moving along. There was an arc that kept building and building. And then, like, oh, my God. And, like, and then, like, you keep telling me, like, they showed the Shutter being beheaded on Saturday morning cartoon. Like, yeah. that is crazy. Well, I feel like there may be an arc to this new one that hasn't really been revealed yet. With well, and there Bang. is slowly. And it's that's slowly. and I wish there was more movement on the arc. I'd probably be more patient to keep watching. That it, 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 that's the other thing. And, you know, you, you can make the argument too. It's like, well, Nick, it's not for you. It's not for your age group. Like they're they're clearly not shooting for our age group anymore. Yeah, no, they're but they are in a way shooting for nostalgia. And that's what pisses me off, I think, more. There are a number of callbacks to the original, the theme song. The and theme stuff. song. And, and the thing is, like, that pose in the beginning of the, of the theme mm. song looks like a comic book. That's totally for people like me. They're going, it looks like Mirage. But some of the things that really bother me, because um, Jimmy noted he didn't read my review, but it's on TV King. Um, and you can read more of my thoughts on it there where I just oh, I rip into it. Um, but one of the things that bothered me is oh, that... Oh, no, I did read your review. Never uh, mind. I read it last week. Oh, I hadn't caught up on the series yet. Oh, oh it's okay. Um, I forgot that I read it. One of the things is that, being a fan, I didn't like the idea that I heard it was anime influence. I didn't like that. But then the clips they showed for it were actually good by themselves. Uh-huh. Like the thing where they first had pizza for the first time. Yeah, that was fun. That was actually very funny. But mm-hmm. then it was an oversold joke by the right. time you got to it in the context of the episode. Mm-hmm. Because they did that whole thing, which is... Algae and worms. Algae and worms. Algae and worm cake. Algae and worm cake with something else. But you don't want to know, dude, what that's all about. And I'm like, really... You completely oversold that. Also, the whole thing with, like, why Leonardo was chosen as leader, that's horrible. Because he asked. No, like, that's okay, but the joke they did with it, like, it's too cartoony. To, it's too... It just made me mad. And and your wife brought up something, too, which I didn't... I didn't have... I actually sort of agreed with, which was... Um, she's like, do you like the animation style? I'm like, I do and I don't. It, I like the style in terms of what they're trying to accomplish, but... And considering it's like for a television show on Nickelodeon, which is yeah. basic cable, it's okay. Yeah. But I don't like that, like, the humans look too plasticky. And uh, if this was like a made for, if it was like the TMNT movie that was in theaters, oh, I'd be furious. That was a good movie. Then that was a good movie. Now, see? I liked that movie a lot. I, I did too. The leaves. The leaves. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. Huh? I was just so impressed during the fight scene with all the leaves swirling around. The yeah. detail brought it, to it that. Really, right. And, and see, like, that's... That's the scene where I... I mean, I was enjoying the story, but that's the scene where I was like, you know, the animation in this is just it's amazing. Bad. Well, it, it, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what makes me say... And I posted it on Facebook today, and I, I, I've been toying with this for a while, um, which is... Well, I was toying with doing my own fan team and T-book, but it's just one of those things where it was a writing exercise, where I wanted to write a comic book that I didn't own the characters for, and I am I would say I'm more equipped to do the turtles, but... but I was reading those Pixar rules, whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what's something that's a challenge to you? Like, the instant challenge would be to write for Donatello because I don't like Donatello. He's I mean, my favorite. He's not my favorite. He's always been my favorite. My favorite's Raphael. Well, I know that. Well, no, right. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's like a challenge. Because, like, I, could, I could write for Michelangelo. Even Leonardo I could write for. But if you had to ask me, like, point blank, like, which would be more of a challenge for you, it would totally be Donatello because I'm – or even Splinter would be a challenge. But even Splinter I could maybe have more to deal with. Donatello, I'm just like – well, he's really to himself a lot. Like, really, like, he's really the only brother that's ostracized from the group, even though he is together with them. See, I think I identify with Donatello because he's that nerd that wants to be left alone to do his thing, and he doesn't get into the sports and the goofiness, goofing around oh, that the yeah. other ones get into. So I think maybe that's why I like Donatello. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone has... I like all of them. Oh, I do like Donatello. But I'm talking about, like, if you had to ask me, like, who would you like to write for? I'd be like, mm-hmm. it would, I would never on the list. But that's what I was like. Yeah. I'm thinking, I started writing a story for Donatello where he's, like, the lead turtle and all this and that. And and then after watching the show and reading the new comic books by IDW, and what makes me mad about those comic books I didn't mention is Kevin Eastman is actually involved with those. And Eastman is a more of an approach of, you know what? Every, everything's different, and that's okay. When Pure Lair is just, like, is the opposite, which is... Why not try to keep it to what's based? That'd be after. Peter Laird. See, I am too. Now I like Kevin Eastman, which is some things have their own. Like maybe they have their own twist to it. Yeah. But like he says, I embrace everything. Like let's have Bebop and Roxy in the new show, and I'm like, let's not. I don't like Bebop and Roxy. I don't like Token and Razar. <laughs> like as an idea, they're right. okay, but that's what I'm saying. A little stuff like that. So. I'm now thinking, like, I want to do my own Ninja Turtles, like uh, like how Marvel Comics has the ultimate yeah. version. I'm sincerely thinking about paying money to write my own version of the Turtle book or have it be a webcomic. That's how angry I am with that show because one of the ideas I liked a lot, which is they've never been ground, above ground before. Like, they, in common sense would... Are, are you able to pay money to write comics? It would take me probably... Is there, like, a price they've posted? $60 per page. That's how much you have to pay them? Yeah. And this is like publicly advertised. People know this that you can just do it. Well, yeah. Well, it's 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 commission work, art for hire. Okay. And uh, and and this one guy, he's a really good art. He's a really good artist. And uh, I mean, it's also depending on his schedule too. So I'm, the thing is, I'm not in a rush for it either. But what I, but what I would do is, I literally want to just do my own version, which is, you know what, I'm going to do with what they're trying to do and do it better. And, and that, but see, that makes me sad to say that though too, because I don't feel like I should do that. But, like, that's like you getting so mad at Star Trek or something like that. You're like, you know what? I'm going to write my own version of Star Trek. I'm going to do it way better. And you know what? I'm going to take money on my hard-earned money, which I could do it for my own actual own personal work or for the podcast or whatever else I'm doing, make make my website better, which you actually did this last year. You and your wife redid your website. It looks mm-hmm. fan- phenomenal. Thank you. So that's like taking – instead of my, being a new host and doing all this, whatever, you just do it for this other fan project, which you know will not go anywhere. That's how it feels like. That's how frustrated I am as a fan. And that just makes mm. me sad. Because I was so sad when Peter Laird sold the rights because I was like, you know what? No one will care like you like you cared. And that makes me like, why don't you, well, why Eastman, you sell it to him? Eastman does have a certain point. I mean, oh, no, I know like I going back to The Walking Dead, no, they've taken true. huge liberties with the show, completely different than the books. And but do you think they've stayed true to the characters, though? Yes and no. I mean, there are some but different choices. Their, right, but they, they, they've they made, made their sense. own thing, and yet they're still using the skeleton. Now, here's of the, the other original. thing to go with, too, is that it's an adult comic book with an adult show. The Turtles comic book was an adult, adult comic, comic book. comic book that's for that, a kid's show. That turned into a kid's show. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Eastman and Pure Laird do sort of regret it becoming that, where, where they didn't have more control of the show. Could be worse. It could have been made into a CBS crime procedural. Oh, God. You know, at this point, I would even take that over the, you know. That's why I'm not anxious to get Star Trek back on television as much as I miss it, because it's owned by CBS at the moment, and you know it would be procedural. It, it was never, it's never not going to be owned by CBS, though. CBS, Viacom's always owned. But Paramount. it was, it was Paramount. Paramount, right. Paramount but they CBS. used to air on Fox, and, that, and then UPN. Yeah, but you know there are CBS Studios shows that are aired on other networks, right? Yeah, I know. But so I... Take comfort in that. Okay. Because ABC shows are, are on, on Fox. They're on NBC. Yeah, that's NBC true. NBC show, Universal is NBC. And Fox makes Modern Family. And Fox and makes... ABC. Right. So, yeah. No, no, right. And I... No, I understand your fear with that. But, like, 
that's how frustrated I am at that. At this point, I would take anything. Like, but I like. Uh, Why do people when confronted with a cheesy villain always say no? I won't join you. Why not say yes? I will join you. Wait till the back's turned and then slip off. Well, see now, see that would make more sense. Now, see that would be something else. That would be something I would want to do. Which is, but see, like that that thing sets up too, like. Like Baxter truly was just crazy. Like in the new cartoon, Baxter's like a bumbling idiot, like he was in the in the in the eighties cartoon. Baxter was uh, then he turned into a fly. Oh god, yes, I hate that. But see, that's my fear in this one. Everyone because the bees into a fucking mutant. I know with the bees, I thought that he would turn into a fly. I flipped out too. I'm like, all we need is. I figure next time we see him, he's gonna be a bee. Giant fucking, and that's the thing. The Krang that pisses me off way. You don't like, like the Krang? I hate the Krang. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm rambling at this point. I'm just gonna uh, stop. I'm sorry. It's cool. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I mean, it's not, but I, I, I'm gonna stop myself there. <laughs> but um, yeah. But so all this stuff that's been on TV. Mm-hmm. The point of this is that I've not been compelled to write anything. I can talk about it, but like. I just like you like Last Resort. I love that show. Love that show. I've yet to write a second review of anything this season yet. It's probably coming in the next week or so. I've had a lot of DVDs to review. You're a beast, Jimmy. And You're I've a had a lot of premieres. I, I've I already wrote a review of this week's Happy Endings because Happy Endings comes back this week, um, which I enjoy. But it, it's getting a little oh, cartoony. You got, the, you got the screener of it? I had access to the screener of it. No, nice. online. Yeah. Um, not my access, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, no, it was, um, yeah, it was, I, I watched it without the special effects, and the first scene had special effects, so I'd like to see it when it airs. Yeah. Because uh, it actually, like, showed the green screen with an X in the screen, which was kind of, you know. Weird. Weird. Isn't that sort of neat, though, with some of the Like, there was a screener for Royal Pains where um, they tried to shoot most of the show in, in, in the Hamptons mm-hmm. or nearby, but then you realize that they shot it in L.A. or something because mm-hmm. it's like, Take out palm trees of LA location. Uh, yeah. And, or Covert Affairs that aired, Rock and Roll Suicide. Uh-huh. That whole, the, I did not see the ending of that show because they hadn't shot it yet. Mm. They literally were doing pickups, I think, like the week before it aired. That's like of them suits on the boat. this summer. You, they had the end of the episode was missing because they hadn't they, gone they to the like says, uh, ending with Sarah and Annie on a boat, or Sarah, or, uh, Annie and, oh, what's his name, Badair on the boat. Oh, that's what they talk. Covert Affairs. That, yeah. I didn't watch the screener. I just was like, oh, I'll wait. I don't, I don't know. Some screeners annoy me. Like when I watched American Horror Story, FX didn't have it done in time to send out DVDs. You had to go online to get it, and it was this like six inch by three inch square that you couldn't and enlarge. See, that makes me which drove me that crazy. That you couldn't no, you doing. couldn't, and that made me so frustrated. I mean, I reviewed I bet, it anyway. I bet that was more likely a. It helps on resolution. Yeah, because but, the, the but uh, something like that—that's very visually stimulating. I need bigger picture. That is true. I mean, if it was a sitcom or something, that would have been okay. But I mean, I guess I shouldn't complain. But it's at the point now where honestly, I don't care if I get screeners or not. I mean, I do because seat forty-two F only wants reviews before they air, but because that's where they get their traffic and stuff. One of my sites I write oh, for. No, I agree. But uh, I don't. I would rather wait and watch the finished product on TV than have to sometimes sit through my computer yes screen no. sometimes yes or no. watch a crappier version on the DVD. Well, what I, what I want to do is, uh, one of the things I almost got when I, I came into some money recently and I decided mm-hmm. more wisely to pay off bills, um, which we were talking, because Halloween's coming up, I was talking mm-hmm. about how... <laughs> Doctor I, Who. Doctor Who, we're having, you're having a Halloween Doctor Who we party. Are ha- well, it's just a Halloween party. Not everybody's well, yeah, participating. It, it ended up being there are certain guests that are refusing to participate in the Doctor Who theme. Who's refusing? 
friend of the show, Amanda Bailey. Oh. Because she doesn't want to. I thought she She doesn't want to dress up like a guy and whatever. <laughs> well, she doesn't have to. I know. Uh, we Why talked to her. I tried to convince her, but I was, okay. she's not going to no wear. No offense, Morgan. I was surprised Morgan said she was going to be, or you told me Morgan was going to be. Yeah, Morgan's going to be. No, no, that's cool. One of the doctors. No, that's cool, but I thought she would maybe go as like one of the uh, companions. companions. No, she thought, Mad she Mad? saw the um, Peter Davison with the salary on him, and it just tickled her for months that he wears salary. So as soon as we said we were going to dress up as Doctor Who, she's like, I want to be the one with the salary. That's awesome. And that's awesome. basically the entire reason she wants to By be the way, the highlight of my her. day for the past few days is when she verbally bitch slapped you. Yeah, she time. always does. Like, I know that, but it, really just, it warms my heart. Mm. My warm, cold heart. And I'm going to be uh, Tom Baker. Yeah. And I could not find a wig. And well, I was looking like curly wigs. Buddy the Elf. I, I bought a Buddy the Elf wig, and that's... That's awesome. That's, that's going to work for Tom Baker. You know what's sad, though, with mine is that I chose the coolest Tenet. doctor, which is Tenet. And I, and I like Matt Smith a lot. But, yeah, our friend Chris already got Matt Smith. But And well, Kayla's doing the TARDIS, which works. Well, I think, though, I think he maybe wanted Smith, uh, Tenet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because I think, I think right when we were just I was like, I'm Tenet. Like, I just called it. But just then it. I now realize my mistake, which is Tenet's badass. And this is my problem in general with Halloween, which is if you're going to do something, you don't half-ass it. And sometimes I feel like all Halloween costumes are half-assed, which is why I hate Halloween. But in the grand, I know that's the fun of it. But then the fun of it to me is also, too, is like being badass with a costume. I know, I know. But see, the thing, yours is something you can more put together. Like Tenet, you really, you can maybe... But like, if you, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm starting to get mad at myself that I did that. I think I might take the, the, the cheap, lazy bastard way out. The thing, the, the thing that most frustrated me is you cannot find for a cheap price the long floor length coats. So I end up going with a regular suit jacket that fits the style but doesn't hang down to my feet. Well, I think which we bummed me out, coat. and so did Morgan. We both went with like regular sized jackets, not the full length, because you just can't find them. Right, and that, that's what I'm saying. So like, we'll fit the style enough. Well, it makes me, it's almost like a tux. It makes me want to buy one, uh, buy a costume, mm-hmm. and then wear it like maybe every five years or so. Like, yeah. that way I can, it's worth the investment, or I can right. cosplays or convention. But, like, again, you're spending like $800 overall. Yeah, we didn't spend no, that. No, I didn't. No, thrift gonna, store. I'm not going to spend that much either. I did feel a little bit like a tool walking through a thrift store with my smartphone out and picture Tom Baker and looking for the <laughs> ridiculous clothes. Oh, I wouldn't. But, Dude, I, I wouldn't do that. Because, you know, a lot. that's why th- people, you know, I dated this one girl on OkCupid. I dated as in I had coffee with her. Sorry. Clarification. But she was telling me she was going to a, a party. Her Apparently, they have dinner party. Her friend has dinner parties. And after our coffee, she was going to go get uh, a suit mm. for a dinner party, which because her dinner parties are themed. Nice. And the theme that week was, not Richard Gere, Richard Simmons. Yeah. And so, no, I know. And so, um... But I'm like, you know what? A lot of people, this apparently is the new thing to do. A lot of people do this. People walk around thrift stores with their phones out. So, I, trust me, I don't... Oh, there were definitely other people in their Halloween costume shopping. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't worry about it. Don't... Yeah. I, I, no, I know. The diff- no, I, they now I, take I plastic at thrift stores. I didn't think they would, it being a thrift oh, store. Really? So, I took cash. I thought they would always talk. You know who doesn't take credit card? Unless it's Discover. What? Or American Express. Or no, no, no Discover, just American Express. Fucking Costco. Really? And now apparently Sam's Club does the same. Yeah, they have to have a Sam's Club card or an American Express card. Well, or it's something similar. You, you can only have a certain type of card. Like they, because That's they don't, tough. because no, it's part of it is they don't want to pay. And I understand that. Like business wise, I, I understand it, but the pain part of me is just like, 
You know how much money you're losing? Because I had to pay with cash into membership. I don't carry cash. So I don't either. I pissed me off. And the thing is, my protein drink I was telling you about, I get that through them because I buy mm-hmm. it in bulk. Because for four of them, I can get it for eight bucks. I can get a case of 24 for 24 That's a good deal. So, yeah, it's, it's but, oh, so sucky. Yeah. But, um, if you, I think we've, I think we've gone on long enough. Sure. Um. Animal practice is canceled. Oh, yeah, you about, oh. This no is, big loss. Uh, this is a funny story. This is the last thing I'll mention before mm-hmm. we, uh, uh, in terms of, in terms of holding, keeping the show going longer as I keep drawing it out by just talking as I'm talking now, which just keeps going, going, mm-hmm. and going, I'm going to stop. Okay. Animal practice was euthanized and someone on my Facebook profile responded with, uh, uh, well, we didn't take him up to a farm. She used the analogy of, or I, my family used the analogy of they went to college, mm-hmm. like my hamster, Mr. Pickles. And I'm just okay. like, uh, what did you get a degree in? Death. Oh. I, I thought that was funny. Well, this is the first time in my life I think I've rooted for a show to fail, not animal practice. But when animal practice was canceled, they announced Whitney's taking its slot. And now I'm really, really rooting for guys with kids to be acts so community can make it on the Wednesdays, too. See, now see, well, I think that was the plan. I, cause I, think that, I do, too. I think that's why they held them. But then they officially announced Whitney was taking the animal practice slot. So I hate to root against guys with kids, but I am. But it's not a good show. No, but the, there's lots of hardworking people that are putting their heart see, and soul into no, it. No, and I know that. Cast and crew and everybody involved. Well, who was it? Ken Levin, the guy mm-hmm. who used to write for MASH, you know, he's mm-hmm. big. He actually said that, uh, he actually slammed the girl from The Sopranos, Jamie, whatever her name is. Jamie Lynn Sigler. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, uh, she was one of the few people I liked in the pilot mm-hmm. and in episodes since. Like, there's a few times where it feels like she overdoes it. Yeah. But, like, I don't think she's horribly miscast. No. I just think that she's playing for a different energy level. Right. Because... I think she's playing it like it's a sitcom, and everyone, no one else is playing it like it's a sitcom. Like it's the she's doing the oh you guys eighty sitcom, which are, are every mm-hmm. sitcom. Yeah. And then everyone else is playing it more low key because sitcoms aren't cool anymore. Well, right. sort of, except for Big Bang Theory. Um, which now that by the way, you know I don't miss not watching Big Bang Theory. I just throw that out you there. You should miss it. I don't. I don't miss it. Oh, Stewart's the main character now. Is he real? Oh, that makes yeah. you weird. Makes you feel weird. Um, I'm, I'm he's been in just about every episode this season. They said he won't be in every episode. Like, the girls aren't always in every episode. Yeah. Uh, even though they're in most. But they signed him full-time, and he's kind of become Raj's go-to buddy now. And I That's heard, I didn't watch this week's yet, but I heard they become roommates this week. That's pretty cool. To kind of keep, since he feels left out with all the couples. So it's a good use of Stuart. No, I... I uh, and, and the, I mean, they don't just... Like, all of a sudden, Stuart's there. Like, there's, when those, like, season premiere, or the episode after, I can't remember, Raj goes to the comic book store, and his first, like, let's hang out is extremely awkward, goes really weird. It's like a date. It's like a date situation. But, and the way they treat it, it's like, you definitely know that there's an acknowledgement that, yeah, we're just not going to start hanging out. It has to be a thing. And, of course, when Raj starts bringing him around, Sheldon's completely against messing with the chemistry of their group and he does not want the group screwed up and even though Howard's in space he only agrees to let uh, Stuart hang out if he acts like Howard and fills the Howard slot and he can only eat what Howard would eat and he can only you know, you know, you know they go to the movies and he makes Stuart like, buy the Howard. snack that what Howard buys but you know what makes me a little sad with that I'll comment on which is uh, I really like the idea of the characters they set up uh, of Stuart's group of friends 
Were they mm-hmm. just him, Kripke? Yeah. Was it Adam the idiot? I I didn't know that they really felt like friends more that they were it was a convenience thing. I thought it was that they ended up they did start hanging out. Yeah, I don't know. That's how it came off to me. Because they definitely set this up as Stuart has nobody to hang out with, so he was glad Ralph approached him. That that makes sense, and that's fine. But it makes me lose because I do like Kripke. I do too, and I do like, and I do, and you know what? I didn't like because you didn't like him at first because well, you do like you want Penny and Leonard to be together, right? So you didn't like him, but the more I didn't like when they were dating. Well, I did. I didn't. Well, and Penny and Leonard have been having issues again, (sighs) but Sheldon's interfering because he doesn't want the chemistry of the group screwed up. He doesn't care about Leonard's feelings, according to him, which you never know if that's true or not. But he doesn't want the group. And Sheldon's got a hot new assistant who has a little thing for Leonard, so that's probably going to go. Oh, of course. Anyway, uh, this is why I don't watch that show anymore. No, it's not. Don't lie. Okay. (laughs) But if you'd like to write us about anything that's show, uh, goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Um, and you know, I don't, it's 614 364 yeah. in the middle? I think it's 364. Yeah. Is it 3648? Uh, oh shit. What? I don't know what I was, oh, you know what? Here, uh, uh, stretch it out. Yeah. I well, can stretch things out. Um, uh, I thought it was good. And Arrow was really good. Emily Owens, MD, uh, oh feels too smart for the CW. Like, I really wish it was on a better network. Um, it's smart, you say. It seems smart. Did you watch it? Yeah. Uh, a very difference of opinion. I feel like the concept of the hospitals like high school is dumb, and that's why it's on the CW. But I don't feel like they played into it too much. And what I liked was that... Mamie Gummer kept channeling Meryl Streep, which kind of raised the whole gravitas of the episode for me. Whereas I felt like it was something better. You mean she channeled mom? Yes. Okay. But I'm like, this is what it would have been like if Meryl Streep had starred in a medical drama 30 years ago. And it feels a little like early Grey's. Um, so I was digging. It feels digging. Like but to me, it feels like they're trying too hard to be scrubs without this fantasy scene. I didn't see it as scrubs at all. I didn't see it as that comedy element so much. I feel like they did the, the little bit of the comedy pertained to the high school element, which I felt like was downplayed. I feel like that's what got them on the CW, but now they're like, yeah, let's make something a little better. Well, we, we shall agree to disagree. I liked it. Most, a lot of critics did not care for it, but I liked it. I liked Arrow a lot, but a lot of people like Arrow, so that's not that unusual. Well, and that's great that you like that, because I found the phone number. It's 614-364-4088. The same thing we just said. It is what we said. Well, I, I, I can't I remember the number. So. Uh, or goodbaggy at gmail.com. If you'd like to uh, uh, read any of Jimmy's articles, you can check out his, uh, the links on his Twitter Jerome Wetzel TV, all one word, uh, on Twitter. Or you can go to his website. You can do a Twitter name with more than one word. Well, no. It's all one word. Right. But you can do one that's not all one word? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't think you could have spaces in a Twitter name. You can, actually. It's really They have to do, like, underscores and stuff. Well, that, but that's what it'll turn into as an underscore, but... Uh, but it's still space. But you wouldn't say... For program- Jerome space Wetzel, you'd say Jerome underscore Wetzel. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so Jerome Wetzel TV, all one word, everybody. No underscores there. No, no, just the saying all one word feels superfluous, and that's just like, I don't know, like certain things on the internet, I feel like people add extra classifiers to unnecessarily. Now now you're the one. (laughs) 
This is, this is, this is like I feel whole, I'm making a good point. This, this is like the whole 40... Or like when people tell me their email through. and they're like, capital this, lowercase rent. No, emails are not case sensitive. You're a moron. Good point. Bring that up. Goodbaggy, he at gmail.com. Make sure it's a capital G, capital B, capital G. Oh my. Because emails are case sensitive, apparently, according to a lot of people. Idiots. That's I know. Funny. That's who it's, that, that's who it's particular to, is idiots. Idiots. Um, but what's, the, what's your... Is it Jerome Wetzel or Jerome... Wetzel.com. Jerome Wetzel.com. He has all his articles or links to his articles where you can find his articles. There's even a link to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky on JeromeWetzel.com. There is. You can also... Which you can, TV King. By the way, I enjoy... You can also... Do you have a link to your podcast with Barb on there? Because I got it from Barb's site. No, because I only did the one episode. Um, well, no, but the episode you're in. I did not link it on you my should, website. I should. should post that. I should. You did an episode with a Barb. I did the first episode. First episode. I was her very right. first guest. It was a very good episode. Thanks. You guys talk TV. Um, She's on iTunes now, too. Let's yeah, Talk I'll, TV I'll, with Barbara. I'll include a link for it okay. in our show notes. But uh, Yeah, check it out. But it's actually pretty good. You were her first guest. It was oh, I was honored to be asked. It was nice. No, I like yeah. Barbara. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, check that out for Jimmy, and of course, you can check out our... Matter of fact, we made a Sweetest Day video. You can I check saw that the out. Sweetest Day video. It's, uh, I thought it was actually... You know what? It took me 17 times. Really? Yeah, because I would wow. fuck up little stuff, and it would just mm. bother me, so I had to do the entire thing over again. Yeah. And the one time I thought I was going to fuck it up, I literally, I was like, I barely, I almost didn't hit record. It was mm. like a fluke. Perfect. And I was like... Post that shit immediately. <laughs> but you can check that out. I'll be in the, in the notes here for this episode as well, and... Uh, you probably won't... Well, yeah, happy Halloween. I guess we should probably say that now. Sure. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Yep. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Uh, go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the fuck is that?